Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. How are you, Jordan? I'm doing great. Are you? Yeah. Oh, you I'm having look, a great weekend so far. I have never seen you look so chill like a chill dude. Yeah. And I want to say specifically... When I say that you look like a chill dude, I don't mean that you look like um, like slovenly or something <laughs> like that, but that you have on you have a coordinated chill dude aesthetic. It's uh, it's my vibe of choice. Okay, yeah, no, I mean I can see it. Mm-hmm. It's I would say, like if I if I saw you, I'd say who's that cool guy from Venice, California? Sure. <laughs> who, you know I mean? who do you think who do you think wants to hit this joint? <laughs> that guy. Yep. Yep. Hey, you, get over here. Yeah. Hit this. Yeah. Uh, we have a guest on this week's program. Exciting. One of our favorite guests. Mm-hmm. She, of course, is a columnist for NPR.org. She is, of course, the host of NPR's Pop Culture Happy Hour. A great podcast that uh, I never miss. A delightful podcast. Uh, she herself is delightful. Linda Holmes. Hi, Jesse. That's quite an intro. Hi, Linda. How are you? I'm fine, but now I'm going to have imposter syndrome, even worse than usual. Not at all. You're you are the you are anything but an imposter. You, my dear, are the real deal. Oh, thank you, Jesse. <laughs> you are realer than real deal, Holyfield. That's what a wonderful endorsement. It makes me feel so. It makes me feel so warm and happy inside. And if you start to lag. Right. Here's what'll happen: is a trap door will open yeah. underneath you. Yeah. You'll fall into a chute, yeah. and Lake Bell will seamlessly transition <laughs> into play. You. You are now describing the way I feel like the world works. <laughs> yeah, this it's is, it's a, there's a trap door system. Yeah, well, as particularly with women, once you're over forty, mm-hmm. you assume that that trap door exists everywhere you go. Like, <laughs> Every party that you're at, every conversation that you're in, at your job, basically everywhere, you're like, well, hasn't opened up yet, so everything's good. <laughs> Linda, do you know that you just wrote a best-selling book, or at least a best-selling book proposal that's called <laughs> the Trapdoor Syndrome? <laughs> I, I think I, I think I probably I think I've probably written uh, twenty thousand sad tweets, though. <laughs> I don't know about the other thing. Just print them out, staple them together. Yes. This is how books are published these days, from what I understand. Exactly. I've tried and tried to think of a book proposal. Well, maybe this is what it is. Maybe it's twenty thousand sad tweets about being over forty. By the way, Jordan, have you read that great book that you get in the mail? That's about a guy who tries to wash dishes in every one of the 50 states. <laughs> I know about that, but I haven't got it. Yeah, it's a great book that you I get bet. in the mail. I bet. It's a new, new definition of book. Um, hey, I've got some breaking news here, Jordan. Oh, my gosh. We're going to break news on the podcast? Yeah. Do you think by the – I mean – sorry. I mean I don't want to – you know, I don't want to be a nitpicker here, but we're looking to break news. We're taping this show two days before it comes out. Is it possible that someone else will intercept this news and blast it out there? Different, on social different, before ooh, this airs. If there's a social blast, we could get in trouble. I know. So I just don't want you to get sued for saying it's breaking news when, you know, you don't know if it's been broken. Oh, different, look out for a social blast. You got to look out for a social blast. Different news orgs have different yeah. news prize. That's priorities. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, you know, a lot of local news here in Los Angeles will say if it bleeds, it leads. Sure. Yes. Uh, here on Jordan Jesse Go, what we usually try and say is – 
if it floats in MacArthur Park Lake, <laughs> it <laughs> right. leads. That's uh, a little less catchy. Uh, yeah, but it's perfect for our show because mm-hmm. I'll explain to you why. Uh, because it's the last thing that I see before I come into the studio, so it's always on my mind. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, floating in MacArthur Park Lake <laughs> news. My, for me, it's the latest copy of Swank, <laughs> which I always make sure to read while floating in yeah. MacArthur Park Lake. Yeah, I have a inner tube. Oh, a copy of Swank. God, we got to go tubing in the lake sometime. got to. I think the problem is, is that it's still water. Yeah. And if we want to travel at all, we'll have to, it'll have to be a manual thing. And it's full of little turtles. Yeah. Like Maybe they could push us. Yes. You're in your Disney script right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a beautiful Disney princess yes. will often have, you know, squirrels and blue right. jays tend to her. Exactly. Help her get ready, help her collect right. berries. Right. I, but a chill dude will have an army of baby turtles <laughs> push him in his inner tube across a lake <laughs> with his issue while he's reading Swank and realistically, Jordan, maybe pounding a 40. What has Horton been up to? Since Horton came, here's a who the movie came out a few years ago. I think just hookers and blow, basically. We're offering him a job right now mm-hmm. in show business. Yeah. What? When we're out there tubing, Horton from Horton Here's a Who. Is it Horton willing... an elephant? I don't know. Oh, shit. I think, well, I think you're thinking of Yertle the Turtle. <laughs> Yertle the Turtle. <laughs> you're confusing your, your Seuss characters. Wait, isn't there a stack of turtles in something? I have no idea. I think there's what did a we have? I'm, I'm trying turtles. to think about what we had. We had the Lorax. That's not a turtle. We had the Sneeches. That's, that's like a tiny yellow Wilford Brimley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Turtle. The Sneeches are not turtles. The Sneeches are misfits. Yeah. I think the Sneeches. Or are they? Oh, maybe they're just. That's the question. Sure. Yeah. The, I think they are. No, I hate the, them. The Butter Battle book is about Cold War powers. Mm-hmm. That's like Khrushchev and Nixon. I think I think Horton is an elephant. Yeah, okay. Horton's an elephant. Who's a stack of turtles then? Ibarian <laughs> X, please find out what is a stack of turtles. I want those turtles to push me in the lake. Okay. Speaking of being pushed in the lake. Right. So MacArthur Park Lake is immediately outside of our studio, and it's uh, what we look upon as we work mm-hmm. here at MaximumFun.org. And there's been this project to fill it with multicolored globes. I may have talked about this on sure. Jordan Jesse Go in the past, but for your benefit or for the ben- Linda or for the benefit of anyone who's tuning in uh, fresh uh, and hasn't already turned it off, um, it, <laughs> because they were so mad that we got these Dr. Seuss characters wrong. Yeah. I can't I, listen to these assholes. <laughs> it's Yertle the turtle. Yeah. And he is on top of a stack of turtles. I can confirm that. So he has oh, never yeah. even worked in show business outside of the book industry, which is a real He's on thin ice these yeah. days. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they're just photocopying and stapling and yeah. mailing. Sure. Okay. Floating platform news. Mm-hmm. MacArthur Park Lake. Here's the deal. Uh, they're supposed to be filling the lake with shiny painted balls from the community. <laughs> and Dear community, show us your shiny painted balls. <laughs> and they've put this, we talked about this recently on the show, this platform into the lake. Maybe 15 feet by 35 or 40 feet. Uh, like plastic oil drums, floating on plastic oil drums. Okay. Looks sort of like it's made out of... Those kind of uh, plastic pallets from a from a uh, warehouse, um, a pretty bootleg and temporary looking, right? As evidenced by the fact that about a week 
after it was installed by just two guys in safety vests, uh, it broke free from its moorings and has been floating around the lake <laughs> hither and yon ever since. Yeah. Now, for Do you think m- if they were to personify this, this palette could be the focus of a Pixar movie? Yes, absolutely. Like the lost palette or... Sure, or the bird shit palette. Sure, yeah. Or the palette that birds were always shitting on. Mm-hmm. Uh, or the sort of sad palette that mars the lake. Yeah, and then at the end, kids learn that it's okay to be sad. Yeah, or to be yourself. Sure. Or to or let birds shit on you. Teamwork? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> friendship? Yeah, friendship. Friends till the end. Cue Randy Newman. So... <laughs> yeah, Randy Newman could do the voice of the... Of yeah. the palette. Well, no, he would do the song, but the voice of the palette would be like Ariana Grande. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's good he casting. not That's be what? Ariana Grande. We're not talking about a DreamWorks movie here. That's true. Gosh, that's true. It would be Jodie Foster or something. <laughs> <laughs> it would be someone with like a, someone who could bring some credibility to yeah. it. Okay. So, like Zoe Duffy. Well, then let's cast the palette before we move on. Who do okay. you see? I mean, obviously it has to be someone with some like... You know, they can bring some, like, buzz to it. Right. But right. not, you know, not somebody that seems not like pandering. Sevigny. Yeah, not a Sevigny. Yeah. So, like, not... And do Are we in agreement that this palette should have a female voice? So it can't be Sevigny. It would be... Or, like, Zoe... Could it be Alexa Chung? Fashion it girl, Alexa <laughs> Chung. How about Zoe Deschanel? I was going to say... I, you know, I was going to say Deschanel. That, to me, seems a little on the nose. That, to me, is a is a DreamWorks She's choice. She's too pallety. <laughs> <laughs> She's is too that, palatable. Is that your... Is your, uh, your, too on the nose? She's too palatable yeah, in yeah. real life. Um, I'm going to say my ideal choice for the palette <laughs> is Paget Brewster. Paget Brewster. Paget from, from... As palette. From internet television's community. <laughs> yeah. That is a great choice. That's pretty good casting? Yes. Paget Brewster. That's a great choice. I'm going with it. I, um... I'm going to say Sam Elliott. Okay, yeah. That's a little bit <laughs> of a different a vibe. Different, different way to go different with vibe. the palette. Yeah. Different way to go with uh, the palette. Mine has like a Western it. vibe. Oh, okay. Right. Totally. Kind of a world-weary... I was going to say, yours is a more experienced You know, palette. three packs yeah. a day, whiskey. That's a palette with the weight of many barrels on it. <laughs> yeah, former Playgirl magazine, world's sexiest man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Circa 1980. I like it. Okay. So, this is all information that we knew. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, we didn't know about the film pitch. Sure. <laughs> we didn't know that we were all well, about that came to up, a million. That came up organically in we the room. We didn't know that Sam Elliott and Zoe Deschanel were going <laughs> to be we're going to be battling it out for this central important role. Well, I mean, I think they're I think that's one of those things where they are used to getting to an audition and seeing each other. Exactly. Yeah. They're like, like they this. are typecast right. and they share a type. <clears throat> sure. Guy, it's like if yeah. Jordan shows up to an audition and Josh Gad is there. Sure. It's like <laughs> you get into you get into a room and I'm sure that Zoe Deschanel is used to this. She's in there with Right. You know, she's in there with Chloe Sevigny. She's right. in there with... She's uh, in there with, like, Kate Bosworth. Fashion Sam girl, Elliott. Alexa Chung. I forget who the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt is, but that woman. Ellie Kemper. Ellie, Ellie Kemper. Kemper. The great Ellie Kemper. And then Sam Elliott kicks down the door. He's like, <laughs> hey, gang, nice to see you again. And they all laugh. And they're and, all like, damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Elliot's going to get it. Yeah. Um, on Friday, mm-hmm. uh, we were in the office hanging out. Sure. And some local teens... Uh, climbed onto the pallet. Mm. I'm going to call these guys 18 years old. Toughs? Yeah, semi-tough. Did they swim out to the pallet or was it 
So the te- as I said, the palate tends to go from side to side. Mm-hmm. It tends to get caught in the little kind of corners. And so it's usually up against the edge. Mm-hmm. But we're still in the realm of palate as opposed to pontoon. Oh, it is pontoonish. Okay. But it does not have like a pont. It does not appear to have a pontoon level technology. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, Just clarifying. This is more like a Huckleberry Finn raft. There you go. Made from contemporary materials. There you go. <laughs> this is this is like the Huckleberry Finn raft mixed with one of those guys that attaches weather balloons to their barca lounger so right. they can fly. Or like if people on Survivor who had to do a boat race had access to garbage. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Maybe they would put together this raft. <laughs> they don't have access to garbage on Survivor? <laughs> I've never watched the show. They do, but probably not this kind of garbage. Okay. Not like plastic barrel garbage. Not like premium garbage. Not yeah. premium. Not the nice. Good shit. Yeah. yeah, not the good shit. Yeah, go ahead. So uh, these two teens get on. And again, I'm, I'm just going to say 18 years old, semi-tough teens. Okay. These are not teens where I would like cross the street, but they are teenage Dudes, which always terrifies me, unless they are actively not scary. Sure, unless they have Dragon Ball Z T-shirts on. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like unless there, yeah, unless there is a full anime cosplay going on. Sure, I am going to have some concern about any eighteen-year-old dude. Or mm-hmm. they're introducing themselves to you at a con, which yeah. is a different kind of scary. You got it. Sure, but different. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you'll kill me tonight and wear my skin. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. So they got on with their BMX bikes. Whoa. Now, number one, we all know that scary teens ride BMX bikes. Everyone right, knows sure. that. Clearly, yeah. Now, granted, teen heroes also wear drive ride BMX bikes. Yeah, you're right, right, right. But it's well, it depends on what color deal. the BMX is painted. If it's black, you got yourself a villain teen. These and were black they, BMXs. And are they okay. in a skeleton b- uh, bodysuit? Yeah, yeah, that's also yeah. a good, that's something you need to consider. They were dressed in a way that some teens, urban teens dress, which I would describe as a va- like a, a low-rent version of ASAP Rocky. Okay. <laughs> um, like a sort of uh, asymmetrical all-black clothing. Okay. But not goth. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, so they- Did they jump the bikes onto the pallet? I think they just they just had their bikes and just stepped onto okay. the pallet. But then the pallet dissociated itself from the shore. <laughs> sure. Uh, because of the because they were like stepping onto it, they were pushing it away and uh they were just sort of standing there relaxing, enjoying the fact that they had gone somewhere they weren't allowed to go mm-hmm. because they were teens. Yeah. Right. And then this pallet started getting further and further <laughs> from the shore. And uh, I hear this. I, I, Colin, Colin sits over there and he just says, we have a pallet situation. <laughs> Everybody. And we, and we have two sets of binoculars for checking these situations out. You know, whenever right. shit, when shit's going down in the park, mm-hmm. we, got, we got the binocs to sure. take a look. You know, Ibarri and X has probably had a, a, like a zoom lens on his camera. Looking down there, he carries always carries a sports zoom with him, you know, a ten foot mm-hmm. on a, a ten footer on a pole, mm-hmm. um, and they they start to float away, and then so there's a skinny one and a husky one, mm-hmm. okay, and the skinny one he's too cool to be concerned about the fact that this thing is floating away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the husky one is starting to sweat it a little bit. Yeah. Sure. You know, like he's concerned. Story checks out. <laughs> he's like, hey, um, uh, hey, skip. Now, I couldn't see what they were saying to each yeah. other, although I was looking at them through binoculars mm-hmm. out of my office window. 
<laughs> As you do. Sure. But, I mean, I could basically infer that the conversation that they were having was something like this. Uh, uh, the cool guy says, eh. And then the, <laughs> hu- the husky one goes, hey, man, um, uh, our barge is floating away. <laughs> so they're up to like maybe 10, 12 feet away. Sure. Well, they will have to. They can't jump back. They have. They will have to like get in the water if they want to. Yeah, and if they want to keep their bikes, sure. they're either going to have to swim with their bikes. Yeah. Uh, jump in the water, grab the rope that's attached to the edge of the platform mm-hmm. thing, and swim it like a dolphin pulling Poseidon's chariot. <laughs> um, they, or scream for help. So exactly, which they are not going to do. Right. Sure. If there's one there be thing girls that these teens are gonna, not going to mm-hmm. do, it is ask for help from someone. This was abundantly clear. These were not help askers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the husky guy gets the idea that if he sort of Jumps, not quite jumps, but pumps up and down <laughs> mm-hmm. on the corners of the platform. He can, like, <clears throat> operate the entire thing like a wave generator and push it <laughs> towards the edge. It's not a bad strategy. <laughs> but he's going, number one, he's going to the corners. Yeah. Number two, he's just going up and down. Right. Uh, number three, the skinny guy is just sitting in the middle. Yeah. Just, like, pitying Committed his to... friend for trying to save him. Sure. There's not a paddling option. They can't. They're not going to put their hands in. The water is very gross. I've oh. been in the water uh, Fair. for a stunt, and it is distinctly gross. Fair. Um, I think if you also, bring your, when you bring your hand out of the water, it's just covered in discarded needles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And also, you know, these guys are wearing their best, you know, uh, uh, Ross Dress for Less, Rick Owens fake clothes. Mm-hmm. So they don't want to, like, put their arm in the water. Sure. Right. You know, which I can understand. And I don't want to put my it, arm in the water once either. Once again, it looks uncool. And you also, know, there's. There might be girls watching, as, as Jordan Sure. You don't know how many Myrtle the Turtles there are in there. Is <laughs> that his right. name? I'm saying it's Yurtle. Yurtle. Myrtle the Yurtle? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's classic. Yeah. Myrtle classic the Yurtle. The thing. <laughs> that thing everyone knows what it is. Yes. Myrtle the Yurtle. So they're jumping up and down on the, the this the husky ones jumping up and down on the corner. And basically all he succeeds in doing is kind of making it turn slowly clockwise, mm-hmm. this sort of thirty foot long platform, like very is this gonna, slowly. gonna end with him dying. Like <laughs> yes. coming back the next day and just there's two skeletons out there <laughs> with two bikes. Oh, also the bikes are skeletons, too. It's a skeleton of a bike. Uh, they, they kept saying they couldn't abandon. He said he couldn't. I can't abandon me gold. <laughs> sure, yeah. You're just reading lips at this point, but yeah. you think it sounds like. He said, I can't yeah. abandon me gold. Sure. Um, did I say that they were wearing sort of, I said that they were kind of wearing like Derek Lamb, uh, yeah. Rick Owens. You described yeah. there. Just p- p- pirates, like. Oh, puffy okay. Puffy sleeves yeah. and oh, puffy sure. pants. Right. Uh, uh, gold hoop earring, mm-hmm. uh, missing teeth. Right. That kind of thing. Eye patch. Uh, uh, parrot on the shoulder. I mean, yeah. it's tough for uh, pirates to. I mean, I'm I'm imagining that you know because these pirates were out here, they were like reformed pirates who would like you know move to move to the city to like start anew. Right. And it's really tough when you're a pirate and you walk by anything that's floating. Right. Your instinct right. yeah. you is just, to plunder it. You get that call. You get that pull, you know? That's what they say. Uh, pirates pirates are born of the calling to plunder. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, they are called to plunder. You don't, 
You don't choose to plunder. You are called to plunder. Right, on a bike. It's like becoming a nun. Sure. Yes. Um, so the husky guy. Right. Is spinning it in a circle. Right. Which is not productive. Right. Then he and, his, he and the skinny one get in a disagreement. Mm-hmm. Because there's no benefit. Because he, the husky guy, thinks the their one other guy, po going up and down on the corner, away from <laughs> a fucking speedboat. Like I'm so sure. close to me, to fixing this. Yes. If you would only go up and down on your corner. We are only eight. Do you think? Feet well, are away. you sure that's what they were arguing about? Do you think it was just that one of them preferred? Ted Cruz to Rand Paul? <laughs> That's also possible. Like one of them one of them was more of a libertarian, one of them was more of a constitutionalist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's possible. No, let's not assume what these teens are arguing about. Maybe it just was more, maybe it's a paramour, a shared paramour. Oh. Or maybe they're arguing yeah, about like, the you know, paramour. <laughs> sure. It's like, hey, you know what? Now, I, I haven't brought this up to you, but now when we're stranded out on this pallet, <laughs> seems like a good time. I wanted to ask Debbie to the dance. <laughs> And you knew that, right. but you asked her anyway. Jordan, can I say one thing about your brand Paul mm-hmm. Ted Cruz thing? Sure. I kind of think it's sexist that you didn't assume that one of them might be arguing on behalf of Carly Fiorina. No, you know what? You know the ink magnate? <laughs> yeah. For, yeah. Former ink magnate you know what? Carly it was, Fiorina? It was sexist of me. I And, and you know, I'm going to unpack my privilege here. Yeah. And this is a deeply held belief of mine, and I'm sorry if you guys think it's sexist, but I just don't think women can be Republicans. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they uh, have the necessary upper body strength to be yeah. Republicans. Well, plus once a month. Yeah. I, think, I know. I'm not going to keep. You get a visit. Yeah. From from old Joe Biden, <laughs> which is what I call a period. <laughs> you get that Biden old, between your old legs. Joe. Sure. Old Old Joe Biden comes on the jumps on the Amtrak Famous to Menstruation choppers. Town. He's got those monster choppers. Yeah. So sorry. Okay. So the issue, the clearly the issue is, and they are kind of getting closer. Mm-hmm. So at this point, they're maybe six, eight feet out, whereas the, at their peak they were maybe ten, fifteen feet out, and. It's clear that the one guy, the skinny guy, is not going to get involved in – like he is – his choices are either it's going to solve itself or he's going to be a skeleton mm-hmm. with a cobweb from the eye socket to the sure. nose hole. And one of them is clearly by this time seeing the other one as a big ham. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and he tucks a napkin into his shirt. Yeah. <laughs> they're trying to water they're, – they're wondering if you can drink turtles. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So the, uh, the chunky guy gives up and sits down. And then the wind picks up and starts blowing it towards the edge, hmm. which is like – it was beautiful. The, the synchronicity of it moving itself and him stop jumping up and down, pouring flop sweat. Oh, I should mention, by the way, 90 degrees outside. Sure. Yeah, sure. Um, Not jumping so weather. Then there was a second magical moment, which was they're about three and a half, four feet out, and it's kind of slowed. And they're looking at this distance – and they're trying to decide, from from my binocularized vantage point, trying to decide if they can jump the gap. Mm-hmm. But the problem is they have their bikes. So then you see them, like, thinking about trying to throw their bikes. But I think they 
if you know, given their sophisticated understanding of physics, sure. they know they throw their bikes, it's going to push them back. Mm-hmm. Probably. Mm-hmm. And so, Linda, you're a television critic, not a physicist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to sound skeptical. I'm just listening to the story. If the airplane is on a conveyor belt and it's moving <laughs> yeah. as fast. As, okay. I've seen this Mythbusters. So they they start and then they kind of give up again. And then they get on their bikes. And we're like, "Oh my god. Are they going to fucking jump the gap on mm. their bikes? This is amazing." Like at this There's point, no ramp on this thing. It's just a flat surface. Yes. Okay. A 100% flat. So they're doing the bus jump in speed. <laughs> yeah, they're doing a uh, – I, I think they're imagining whatever the bicycle version of Tony Hawk Pro Skater is. <laughs> like yeah. their plan is – hold X enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So – Get enough pop to get over that. At this point in our office – Are you sure? Maybe it's not – it sounds like at this point it's just a Th- Thelma and Louise thing. Oh, yeah. They sure. know. They're like, well, we've had a good run. That's yeah. possible. They hold hands. Do you think that they were just... arguing about who was better, Thelma or Louise? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so at this point, like, our entire office is absolutely wrapped. Mm-hmm. And when they get Did on the bicycle, Did anyone think about going down to help them? No. <laughs> what would we do? Throw, well, them a, throw them a rope. You guys keep a length of rope around, right? Well, we do have some life preservers. Sure. But they're maybe for hold out a rake or something. We have a nautical theme here. Can in grab the, the rake. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, we were not going to help them. They did sure. not want our help. Again, there were people maybe walking just help past with their podcast, and they were kind of giving them the they were giving them the gas face mm. because these are teens. Teens yeah. do not. Sure. Number one, I don't know if you know this, but teens think they're invincible. Mm-hmm. Number two, teens think they're going to live forever. S- Number three, same thing, but teens yeah. teens love to smoke cigarettes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. They get on their bikes, and at this point, like Lindsay Pavlis, our donor relations coordinator, and Julia works on Judge John Hodgman and Bullseye, are like full on like girlish applause because mm-hmm. they're so excited mm-hmm. about this jump. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to pretend that I wasn't myself. But then they're not doing like they're doing that kind of thing where they're like going up to the corner and then going back and then going up, sort of rolling up sure. and rolling back, like gauging. But then they stop. It's like, what the fuck? Like, just do the jump already. Yeah. Getting blue balls over here. (laughs) And then they just stand there for a Jump so I can jerk off. (laughs) Then they just stand there for another three minutes while it sort of floats slowly Mm. towards the shore. And they get off on their bikes as it literally touches the shore. Like, they wait. Like, they roll. And they don't ride their bikes. They walk their bikes, but on top of it. And then they just give each other a tender kiss on the lips. (laughs) And then ride in opposite directions. Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry you didn't get to see two teens uh, jump a pallet. I've so anyway, all this is yeah. breaking news. I've mm-hmm. seen more exciting rainbows out the window at NPR. <laughs> <laughs> don't, play like, don't play like at NPR. They don't go on the PA to make announcements about the bees. No, they, they do. They, I believe they just harvested the first jar of honey. Really? From so, the bees. Wait, wait, hold on. A jar? Does NPR have its yeah. own bees now? Yeah. We t- last time I was here, we you spoke a little bit You didn't hear NPR? Relocated to Portland, Oregon? <laughs> I guess so. We have bees on the roof. And a chicken uh, coop. We do not have a chicken coop, but we do have bees. And uh, wow. and I believe they just... It takes a while for bees to actually make honey for you. They're really and, getting uh, to bluegrass yeah. lately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I believe they just, uh, they just... Someone just posted to Twitter that they were entrusted with the first jar of honey. I don't 
know who it was. Everyone sits on hay bales. Yeah, yeah. Who yeah. gets the? Oh, I bet that's a real. The bride comes in on a horse. <laughs> it's a real power struggle. And yeah. NPR is who gets that first jar of honey. I mean, I it certainly wasn't me. Yeah, it certainly wasn't me. I'm, I'm, I want that. I want that honey. Yeah, let me add that honey. Well, I mean, I think you know you got, why? You're probably pretty far back in the line. I bet like a. Terry Gross can probably just come in right, and probably. snatch a jar of whatever. Right. I was far back in the line until I found myself with a dead pharaoh on my hands. You've got to pump it full of honey to preserve it. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, sure. In you're the like, sarcophagus. You're like, I need this. I know yeah. you're probably just like, going to use it to sweeten your peppermint tea, but I need it too. Yeah. Come on, Guy Raz. Where's your, where's, yeah. where's your sarcophagus? Yeah. yeah. You're Nobody not making a mummy. I bet. Arun Rath just has his head <laughs> stuck in the jar like Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Hal. And we're the hosts of We Got This. The show that offers definitive answers to dumb debates that you suggest. Every Wednesday, we discuss the hot-button topics you never knew you cared so much about, like whether you should put ketchup on a hot dog. What's the best Star Wars movie? Whether it's better to be too hot or too cold. Coke or Pepsi? Best Marvel movie. Which is the best religion? I told you we're not doing that one. So join us every week on MaximumFun.org. And don't worry, everyone. We got this. We got this. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, the voice of the millennial generation. Jordan Morse, boy detective. Linda Holmes, Quaker Avenger. Really? Yes. Is that your name from last time? Yes. Carryover? Yes. Good. Consistency. I like that. I remember it well. It's important to build, help build a brand. <laughs> <laughs> I am all about branding myself. That's why I went into public media. Take notes, Glenn Weldon. Glenn Weldon's listening right now. He's got to learn how to build a brand. Oh, that guy. He's so much smarter than me. It's crazy. Ironically, you know who can't build a brand? Madeline Brand. (laughs) (laughs) You know who can, though? The Americana at Brand. Local (laughs) shopping center. Yeah. (laughs) On Brand Boulevard in Glendale. Um, So, Linda, you are here for... TCA, and I'm glad you're making it an, uh, a tradition to come visit us while of you're course. here. TCA is the Television Critics Association. Right. And this, they have it yeah. like an extravaganza once a year. It's not so much an extravaganza as it is a very long series of press conferences. And, <laughs> huh? uh, so they bring in all the new shows, and uh, the networks come in. They do panels. We all sit in a big giant room. It's actually the same room where they do the Golden Globes, uh, but it is substantially less festive and, during yeah. this period of time. And uh, if you're lucky, in, Amy Poehler might be there. Yeah, and they bring in all the cast and creators and of the new shows and sometimes old shows, and then you get to ask them all kinds of questions. And they usually they have executive sessions where like the president of ABC will come and take questions, and the president of FX and stuff like that. So, oh, the president of FX, that guy's like a thing, right? Yes, he like tells it like it is. Yes, he he spoke and to follows us. his gut. As we tape this, he spoke to us yesterday and announced that there is too much television. <laughs> he said, uh, he's, Less television. He said that he expects 2015 or 2016 to be what he called peak television mm. uh, in uh, the United States, 
which by which he meant sheer proliferation as opposed to quality. And he said that he expected it then to go back in the direction of kind of some consolidation because well, I, there's, such, there's so much stuff now. I am glad that he announced the Archer spinoff in time. Because thank God, is there an Archer spinoff? Yeah, it's I didn't know not. That. It's from the creator Just of about Archer. Pam? It's oh God, <laughs> I would totally I would watch, watch the, the Pam I would show watch in the a Pam second. Show too. Um, it's uh, it's from Adam the, Reed, Adam Reed, the Megan creator Gans, of Archer, right? and yeah, and Megan Gantz, who formerly of uh, Community before yes. she worked at Modern and of the Onion family. long ago. Mm. Oh, neat. Um, yeah. And uh, stars Susan Sarandon. I forget Caitlin the cast. Olsen. Yeah. Uh, like just like twelve amazing people, huh. Jeffrey Tambor, cool, um, just everyone that you want. It's just everything you want in great. a television show. It's like a post-apocalyptic uh, uh, Thelma and Louise, apparently. Oh, great! Oh, that'd be cool. So, Thelma and Louise talk on the show today. I yeah. know, right? Um, so, can I, I? For some reason, I'm really hung up on the, the fact that like different networks have different things and that the parties have different characters. Yes. Like everybody yeah. does it a little bit differently. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a uh, the networks at the end of the day typically will have some kind of like cocktail party or, you know, event. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's PBS, for example, we heard uh, a lovely performance from Cheetah Rivera. Because PBS is doing a tribute uh, to her in a little while, so she came and sang with little uh, a little combo. Oh, that's nice. It was very charming. And they do you have to show an ARP card to get into the PBS event? (laughs) No, actually, the PBS. To be honest, the PBS press tour days, and I missed one of their two days this year because I hopped out of town. (laughs) Cheetah Rivera featuring Mark Russell. (laughs) I hopped out of town. Uh, which I will explain uh, also, but I I missed one of the PBS days. But the PBS days usually have like very interesting people uh, compared to a lot of the rest of the stuff that you see at tour. Like PBS will bring in like uh, I mean PBS brought Norman Lear this time because they're doing a American Experience. I think it's American. Uh, no American, American Masters. Yes, American Masters. The American Experience is the uh, uh, something else. Anyway, so they brought Norman Lear, which I did not get to see, but I was very bummed about that. Many years they bring Ken Burns. They didn't do that this year, but he's always very interesting to hear. So the Is PBS he? panels. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's an unbelievably smart dude. He's more than just a haircut, you're saying. Yeah, we'll see. So one time I actually interviewed him and we started chatting. And it was when he was doing the 10th inning, which was the add-on to the baseball series. And we chatted. And for the first, like, half of it, I think they had allotted me, like, 20, 25 minutes. And we wound up talking for, like, almost an hour. And the first chunk of it, like, he's doing the, like, baseball is the national character and kind of this, like, the kind of his regular thing about baseball when he explains why baseball and all that. Then he figured out that I watched enough baseball and had been to enough baseball games that I would actually know what he was talking about if he spoke specifically about baseball. And then it became a much more specific conversation about, like, Catchers and pitchers and and stadiums. He had been going to a bunch of different stadiums. So far, this all checks out. Those are baseball terms. Mm-hmm. But we t- but we talked about sacrifice like, bunts. <laughs> but we talked about the wheel play. I just mean specific ice cream things. in a tiny helmet. <laughs> <laughs> I just mean you know baseball shit. I mean specific things mm-hmm. and players and stadiums as opposed to the general baseball as the character of America and all sure. that stuff. So Can I tell you what? Yeah. I'm going to drop some controversy on you. <sighs> I'm not a Ken Burns man. All right. I'm a Rick Burns man. I, I get that. That's fine, too. Yeah. That's fine, too. Who's Rick Burns? That's his brother who also makes documentary films <laughs> for PBS. Oh, wow. That's true. Yeah. They're uh, part of a legacy. He made my favorite American experience, Into the Deep. Mm. I've not seen that one. And my other favorite American experience, Coney Island. Anyway, so the PBS days are, are usually good, but that's what the PBS performances will be like. Uh, 
And are then, there hors d'oeuvres? Yeah, sure. Consistently? Yeah. Can, are there consistent hors d'oeuvres throughout the day? I don't think I could deal with this if I didn't have consistent hors d'oeuvres. Yeah. I mean, they, they give you snacks and stuff. They feed you mostly because they don't want people to leave. Like, they don't <laughs> want people to go off campus to eat lunch, so they serve lunch. It's what are we talking they, about? Bacon-wrapped dates? No, no. I mean, during the day, it's usually candy. During the day, they just, <laughs> they just hurl tiny Snickers at you. <laughs> during the day, they'll give you candy. They'll give you. They Chex treat the tel- they treat they treat those television critics like the lonely nine year olds they once were. <laughs> well, there was like there was a day we got there to Fox and they had given us candy. And crayons and a coloring book. And we were like, this seems passive aggressive yeah. <laughs> to me. Jeez. But that's okay. Uh, um, so, yeah. So, usually they'll have a party in the evening. And the parties are all a little bit different. Like, uh, the CBS party, they usually bring a lot of people. Like, they produce a lot of talent for people to talk to and interview. Because that's what the parties are you, for. So, you're hobnobbing. You're hobnobbing, but you're also, like, Are you on the record? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, you walk up to people with your little recorder and you say, can I interview you for You're on the record minutes. with John Cryer. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) For example. Uh, That's that's literally the only uh, CBS talent I can name. What even shows are on CBS? Well, uh, the the new Stephen Colbert show will be on CBS. They'll be paneling Is he knocking around? They'll be paneling. He's on the uh, tip sheet. Our friend Brian Stack around? That's who you got to talk to. You got to find Brian Stack. He's working on that. Anyway, so the CBS party's like that. The ABC party is in the hotel, which is always a little bit quieter. Sure. Uh, and they usually fewer people come, only the people who are on the panels during the day, whereas CBS brings like everybody. So yeah, all the parties are a little bit different. The Fox when party is, is at uh, Soho House. Oh, okay. So the Fox I've party. never been there. I hear that's a lot of fun. Fox party's a nice party, but way too hot and crowded. I, I sort of bolted because I started to be like, oh, I'm not having a panic attack, but this is how it feels <laughs> sure. right before I have a when panic do, attack. Where do, where do stuff get crazy? Like when do, when do people cut loose? At what networks? Yeah, There's like let's say of... I was at the – Linda, let's say I was at the Television Critics Association. Yeah. And I was not turned. <laughs> but I wanted to become turnt or even crunk. There's mm-hmm. not a lot of cutting loose. I, really? I mean, I'm not going to Not lie. even Tim There's Goodman not. from The Hollywood Reporter? I love Tim. He's a very good dude. But uh, but mostly— um, David Biancooley from TVWorthWatching.com? <laughs> I know. He gets turnt. I have, I have met him. I, I I have never seen him get turned at TCA. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't—it's not a big, like—for one thing, everybody's working. Like, you don't want to get— you don't want to get bombed because then in the morning you're not really going to want to come at 8.30 and listen to an executive talk about the fall schedule. You <laughs> know Alessandra Stanley from the New York Times gets turned. They never come to this. They never come to this. I've never, really? I, 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 I should, uh, Bill Carter used to come. But other than that, I don't think they come. I what could be wrong. I guess I have, I, a, I, have a, uh, I, uh, I have a vested interest. How does Comedy Central do with these? Oh, good. Yeah. They did. They do some panels. Uh, they paneled. They paneled. Uh, Trevor Noah came. Cool. And we also saw him at the. We saw him do stand up mm-hmm. the second night of the thing. They took us out to a venue, which I'm mm. not going to remember the name of. Sounds somewhat funny. And we saw it was it was good. It was a good, it was a it was a fun night. And uh, then the next day they did a panel on the show. And they did Comedy Central does its panels with the other Viacom stuff. So it was like with the MTV stuff. It was like here's the new Ja Rule reality show. And then <laughs> Trevor Noah. Right. So it was like that. So uh, yeah, they do some they do some stuff. Yeah. But. Here's Trevor Noah and some teen moms. <laughs> here's the here's the yeah. latest pregnant teens <laughs> who you're going to be following. Yeah. 
They, they, they decide. What is on to. MTV these days? Is it still Teen Mom? Oh, God. I'm not going to know. It's okay. I, Catfish. Catfish, oh, sure. Catfish. That's on there. I know that because the Silver Fox guy from my photography class at the Barnstall Art <gasps> Center, his children were in charge of Catfish. One of them was the host and one of them was the director. Oh, funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I watch Catfish. It's it's not very good. <laughs> catfish to me, the couple of catfishes I watched, um, and I understand what's compelling about it. Like I, mm-hmm. I I I got it, but the the amount of editing gymnastics they have to do to make that shit an hour is yeah. audacious. <laughs> well, the, I feel like in the one I watched, the narrative stopped, and for a commercial break. You just watch the hosts play a game of pick up basketball with local teens, <laughs> yeah. and then. Commercial, and then the next commercial, yeah. they were continuing the story of the catfishing. Yeah. I'm like, what was that basketball thing? Why did I just watch them play yeah. basketball? Well, it's a, Jordan, it's a, that was the movie Space Jam, and that uh, wasn't the host. Was the Monstars. That was Monstars. Mon <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll tell you what I resent about catfish. Please. Is the catfish has a way of, uh, you know, the cat, the cat, the person who does the catfishing, the person mm-hmm. who pretends to be someone else, is always the bad On guy catfish, in the story. Catfish is a thing. Is this right? Where it's where a redneck someone reaches into <laughs> a pond <laughs> and pulls out a catfish. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, catfish is uh, where. Someone pretends to be someone else online and develops a relationship with the person. And then theoretically on Catfish, what they're doing is they're contacted by the person who's like, I want to know whether this person I've been talking to is really who they say they are. And then they go find out. But actually what's happening presumably – well, rumor has had it, and I do. I have not. I have not uh, done any reporting around this. If you but, want me to check with Sheldon, I'll check with Sheldon. No, no. But rumor has had it that more often they actually find the person who's pretending to be someone else, and then they get in touch with the person who they're fooling. Gotcha. And that's how they actually. Find, I don't know. But uh, the old reverse catfish. Exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know that trick. But the thing that I find uh, the offensive about catfish is they're always willing. <laughs> is the, is <laughs> the N word the constant stream? Of the They're always willing to kind of interrogate the morality of pretending to be someone else. But when someone says, oh, well, now this person who I told you I was in love with from all these conversations mm-hmm. online, now I don't like it all because I found out what they look like. Like nobody ever says to them, like, so she was right sure. when she said you would never have talked to her if you knew what she looked like. Sure. And you were responsible for that part. Like very often they frame the entire show as like real love or secretly fat person, <laughs> which, which I call it a personal bias, but which I find a little bit offensive that they do not interrogate it at all from the other person's point of view. Sure. Um, yeah. Did you? OK. And then do, it's, is, and, but also the whole story could be done in four minutes. Absolutely. Right. Exactly. <laughs> what about this? Let me ask you this, Linda. Is there isn't there a Hallmark Channel Christmas party? Oh, there is. Well, it wasn't a Christmas party this year, but yeah, last year it was what? a Christmas Come in July. On. This year it was just a plain old Hallmark Because Hallmark party. is known for its movies, its yes. Christmas movies where Dean Cain will rescue a puppy from <laughs> right. an evil fireman. Yeah, there was a very good one uh, where uh, Brandon Ralph played a fireman. Okay, so only men who have been Superman <laughs> can appear in these movies. Yeah. Is that where Brandon That's Ralph my... is at now? I it it's I, only been like three years. I'm I telling Ralph you, is, Ralph is Ralph is now on these CW DC shows. Yeah. Okay. So it, not not quite as embarrassing as Hallmark movie. 
yeah. little embarrassing. No, but... He, but he was great in it. He was really charming in good. it. And I, I really, it was a very good example of the genre. Uh, but of, yes. Of Ralph? Yeah, oh, oh, well, Ralph of, of Hallmark movies. Ralph Cole. Yeah. Got it. So, uh, so Hallmark. Ralph Cole. <laughs> That's what fashion it girl Alexa yeah. Chung has been sure. pushing lately. So Hallmark always has a party. They had a party this year, and uh, they always have, like, a sit-down dinner, which is different from what most of the other places do. They That's have, like, a nice. big sit-down dinner. Soup, salad? And, and then they, yeah, and then Enchiladas. they stand up in the middle, and they and then they give a presentation. In the middle of your dinner? Yeah, and while you're eating dinner, they Not give a presentation. Temporarily. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and they say, uh, coming this December is uh, uh, Candace Cameron Bure will be in Love at Christmas. And then she stands up and waves and everybody claps. And uh, uh, not the reporters, but the Hallmark people will all clap for her. And then, uh, you know, they go through everybody. And then they say, oh, now the cast of Cedar Cove. And they stand up <laughs> Cedar and Cove. salute those people. And they make it. Big, it's, like it's like a big... Hallmark company party or something. You know what would be dope? Talent show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How come none of these channels are running a talent show? Sure, you just get to see the guy, the, the woman in charge of casting. You get to see her yeah. do a ribbon dance. No, I want to see Brandon Routh sing. Oh, okay. Well, every now and then they try, if they're doing a show that lends itself to it, like they, if they're having a show like about singing or dancing, they'll, they'll do a little performance at the beginning of the panel. But the horrible thing about it, though, is that the critics have a rule at these panels. You're there as a journalist, so you don't clap. Mm. So the problem is you have a performance, and it ends, and nobody claps. And it is the weirdest feeling Weird. in that room. Like, Journalists aren't allowed to clap? Not at press conferences. You don't really clap at press conferences. Oh, yeah. So sometimes what they'll do, some of the But channels, if it's a show... Well, and sometimes they do if it's like a child or something. Like that. <laughs> you know, just you know, just mad dog this child as it's exactly. getting off stage. Are they allowed to yeah. laugh at jokes? Yes, oh, absolutely. There's lots. Even of if they're at press conferences. Yes, there's lots of laughing at jokes. Um, but sometimes the the when the channel will introduce everyone, they'll be like, and now the cast, and they'll introduce them one at a time while they walk out on stage, and you can see if they've never done it before, you can see them look around like, Aren't what the hell is going to, on? Why here? do you hate me? Why are you being introduced one person at a time if you're not going to give us sure. our little applause. So I don't know. So that's what it's like. Okay. It's, it's cool. It's a it's no clapping press conferences. You know. hmm. So no one gets turned? I, like maybe the they last get, night. The can last I ask night. you a question? Maybe they if get no one gets turned. If no one gets turned, does anyone get turned? Does anyone become a vampire? <laughs> <laughs> uh, not that I know of, but again, maybe after I go to sleep. Okay. You know? Oh, are you... Are there maybe some after-after parties? There, there very well maybe. I have a feeling there are sometimes people who are in the hotel help the hotel bar after I am asleep. Okay, yeah. John Cryer. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> who knows? It's possible. Let's all go up to Cryer's Stack. room. Uh, Linda, can I ask a TV adjacent or a, a TV question? Not expi explicitly about the TV. Can I ask you a TV TV adjacent question? What do you know about VCRs? Because <laughs> <laughs> mine's always flashing twelve. Yeah. I don't know what to do. Yeah. Uh, what is going on this season in the world of the Bachelor and or Bachelorette? Uh, do you know? Is that something you follow? It, oh, I, I watch it. Okay. Uh, what is going on right now? Currently, is that they are in the middle of showing Bachelor in Paradise, mm -hmm. which is the seedier Ooh. cousin of the Bachelor and Bachelorette. Okay. Uh, which is like a show where they go dump 
above people who <laughs> were a bunch of bodies in a river, <laughs> <laughs> and then hopefully two of the bodies get married. <laughs> it's a spinoff of Catfish. Mm-hmm. They dump a bunch of people in, uh, like, on an island, and then and I really I appreciate the fact that you use dump here because <laughs> it really. Yeah. Accents the contestants on these shows as human garbage (laughs) to be dumped at a resort. The show basically puts all these people at a resort, Mm -hmm. and then somehow they're all supposed to hook up with each other or something like that. I I kind of I kind of tune it out, but uh, yeah, Bachelor in Paradise that's on right now. I have I had this coworker who uh, watched The Bachelor with his wife. And I really always liked hearing his recaps. I would always like mm-hmm. to ask him, say, hey, Chris, what happened on The Bachelor last night? It was really fun. And it's never, definitely not something I would watch on my own. But I really love the idea of this guy being – and I'll – you know, I'm, I'm – th- perhaps there's some gendering going on in what I'm about to say. But this guy like enjoying this show that is clearly made for his wife. Oh, yeah. But like being fucking all in. Yes. Loving it. Being really excited about it, them sharing this, it was a beautiful like endorsement of marriage to me, and I and I liked hearing about it not necessarily because like I was interested in what was going on on The Bachelor, but I'm like, here's people who are making it work, right? Like here is was your coworker Griffin McElroy from My Brother, My Brother? <laughs> oh, he also watches The Bachelor, doesn't yeah, he? He's a Bachelor enthusiast there, of there, the first order. There are a good number of of those. Yeah, guys and I'm not saying that there. like, but I, it's I'm not saying a guy can't enjoy The Bachelor. It's just, I don't think a guy, a single man, I hear what you're saying. Would I, I just don't want to get yelled at on the internet. No, no, no. The best thing that is going on right now mm-hmm. in the world of The Bachelor and Bachelorette is the show Unreal on Lifetime, mm-hmm. which is a oh, I've heard that's great. Set I've, in yeah. the world. Of, I'm I'm curious about watching that. Is that something yeah. that a single dude can enjoy with no wife making him watch it? Well, again, it is aimed, I think, at women. It is on Lifetime. Mm-hmm. It is a show that is in the, you know, set in the world of The Bachelor and Bachelorette. But mm-hmm. it is it is very good. It's very good. I like that show a lot. That's uh, And I hear maybe we're getting some uh, cable top of the button that, too. It could be. Yeah. could very well be. You never Ooh, know. Ooh, Sipowitz style. <laughs> yeah, I like, a little, I like a little cable top of the butt. Like, let's see how much butt we can show here on cable. Yeah, I don't. I, I can't say that I remember perfectly exactly how much of that there was, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, it's a it's a show for grownups. But yeah, said said coworker moved on, and I'm like really missing my kind of weekly yeah. bachelor bachelorette updates. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's, void. It's a social show. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you if, if somebody told me like I watched The Bachelor and Bachelorette and I never talked to anyone about it, <laughs> I'd be like, mm, that that seems not fun. This is incorrect. Me. Yeah, that okay. seems not fun. As long as you got a, as long as you've got a crowd to talk. I feel the same way about the NFL draft. Yes, I think that is a very fair comparison. I like it. Social only. How many buttons do they have on their suits on the Bachelor? Because <laughs> they got a lot of them on the NFL draft. Yeah, it's uh, you got a lot of. Speaking of getting turned, you got a lot of drunk people on the Bachelorette. Mm. Tend to, tend to. Bachelor and Bachelorette are highly lubricated shows. Uh, uh. It, it appears. It always appears. Plus blow, also maybe some blow. Don't don't have any don't have any idea. Wouldn't say. So Wouldn't say. if you we, were to we, say, look, we'll ask David B. Yeah. <laughs> if you were to, in general, mm-hmm. you know, taking into account all of these things, hors d'oeuvres, drinks, right, getting turned, yes, who produces talent, yes, who does the best job at TCA? 
Who can? Who do you? Is there? Is there a, a clear winner? Substantively, it's FX. Okay. Because they bring interesting panels. They have a very usually a very interesting executive session. Uh, that's where we heard that there's too much television. Mm-hmm. Um, they have. They have a lot of people who try to make it easier for you to do your job, which is like they will get you – they help you find people for interviews and sure. stuff like that. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. You got to go. It. It's like, well, I don't know. You could try and drag James Woods out of the men's room if you want to. <laughs> I'll tell you this about FX. They put together a hell of a mailer. Yeah. If you this are is, looking for a premium mailer with actual information in it that is also looks like they spent about one book budget worth of money on design, mm-hmm. you're going to want to go to Although FX. Although sometimes they smell really bad. They, the mailers. The mailers. Mm. They sometimes – it seems to have improved so That's because James somewhat. Wood's got his hands on them. <laughs> for a while, it seemed like they were using some kind of like – I can't believe I'm talking about this. Like, for a while, it seemed like they were using some kind of toxic glue mm. or something like a that. A Seinfeld-style toxic glue. You would open the package and it would be like, OK, I have to go throw this away in a trash can nowhere near my desk mm. because it was so – it was I don't know. It was the glue. It was the something. I actually mm. spoke to one of their their publicity uh, folks, and I said I, I said I got to tell you they smell so bad. And he said you're not the first person to tell me that. <laughs> and I was like that is impressive. Yeah, that is impressive. That's impressive toxic glue. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. Jordan, Jesse Go, Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morse, Boy Detective. Linda Holmes, Quaker Avenger. Sponsor on this week's program. Jordan, have you heard a lot of uh, bad news from the world of elephants lately? Uh, I Well, elephant-related animals, yes. Yeah. So uh, I, got, uh, uh, I got some good news for you. I would love to hear some good news. Uh, it is this. Uh, the Nature Conservancy is running a project to raise money for all their work in Africa protecting elephants from poachers. So there, this is a special thing. We have a listener who works at the Nature Conservancy, mm-hmm. got in touch with us about this program. Um, basically, they are making what they are calling elegrams, uh, which is elephant Instagrams or tweets. Sure. They also accept tweets. Yeah. Elegram's sticky, though. I like it. Yeah, I like Elegram, too. So basically... Ella tweet, eh, that doesn't have the ring to it. Elegram is elegant. Their goal is to make, uh, is to have you make an elephant, take a picture of it, and upload it at nature.org slash Elegram, or post it on Twitter or Instagram with the hashtag Elegram. Um... You don't have to be good at making it. No. Like, they want to make it very clear. You don't have to be a talented artist. You can make it. Uh, they have some suggestions here what you can make your elegram out of paint, Play Doh, food, rocks, whatever. I'd like to see a pretzel elephant. Oh, that would be fun. That's my interest. Anyway, the thing is, if they get uh, if they get twenty thousand people to do it, uh, they get a hundred and fifty thousand dollars in donations from a couple of big donors who have put this up. I would love to see some elegrams online. Yeah, they they've uh, two thousand two thousand left. They want to get to there by the end of August. Two thousand left to get to their goal. So go to nature.org slash elegram for instructions. You can see examples um, and put JJ Go in there too. Yeah, throw it on. Yeah. We, we like this. It'll make it easier for us to see the elephants. Nice to have a sponsor that's a charity working on behalf of elephants. I like it. You know what I mean? I'm for it. It's fun. Yeah. And, I, hey, we have we have very creative listeners. I think they've proven that time and time again. Yeah. That they come through when it, uh, when it, when it comes to creativity. Yeah. Let's see some elegrams. Hashtag it elegram. Yeah. Nature.org slash elegram. If you want to sponsor Jordan Jesse Go, 
uh, email Teresa at MaximumFun.org or go to MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron to get up on the Jumbotron. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morse, Boy Detective. Linda Holmes, Quaker Avenger. Okay, here's the situation. Our producer, Brian Fernandez, is busy working on a television show mm-hmm. that quote-unquote pays him a quote-unquote living wage in London, England, where he's oh. probably busy eating chicken tikka masala <laughs> and fish and chips. Anyway, the point here is... Brian is 7,000 miles away. He's Ibarri and X is running the board today, uh, our production fellow here at MaximumFun.org. But Brian sent him some files. We do not know what these files are. So normally I would either be ramping up to either talk about Summer Boy stuff. I'd be talking about momentous occasion stuff. I'd be talking about another, like, fun feedback. This is Uh, the kind of guidance that I, as a listener, rely on. Exactly. This is the kind of guidance that I take pride in providing to the audience Mm -hmm. as a professional podcast and radio host. Right. But we have no idea what is in these files. These could literally be, you know, this could be audio of... Orson Welles recording the voiceover for a commercial and swearing. God, I hope so. That would be great. This could be... That's the original viral video. (laughs) You got it. Um, So let's let's play the first one. I'm sorry, the Hindenburg disaster. That's the original viral video. Let's play the first one and see what happens. Hi, uh, Jordan, Jesse, and uh, guest. This is Ben from Philadelphia, and I am calling from beautiful Cape Hatteras National Seashore in North Carolina, my uh, family and I had uh, a great week here at the shore, and uh, we did all sorts of summer boy stuff. Uh, we've got inflatable pool volleyball. We've got uh, red snapper hunting, eating all kind of uh, grilled meats, smoking all kinds of cigars, uh, all kinds of really fun stuff like that. But significantly, and I think especially to Jordan's interests, I've been sourcing wood for and painting uh, driftwood Santas. So I feel like that's a real summer boy activity that also uh, maybe meets some Steel Santa guidelines. Uh, Additionally, my brother and I have become junior park rangers. So we've gone to the uh, uh, visitor center. We've filled out all the information. and This guy's clearly uh, 40 years old, right? Typically for people up to 13, I'm 31. He's 30. We've done all the puzzles, the games. (laughs) And uh, you're supposed to draw Blackbeard and his costume while well, I've drawn Blackbeard wearing your trademark summer boy tee. And his uh, Jolly Roger is, of course, a hot dog catching a wave, saying Ad Astra. So uh, we took the uh, Junior Ranger Pledge at Summer Boys in Summer Boy tees. God damn it. Abari and, Next uh, Press stop. You know, this guy's talking too much. Sunday morning. This guy, <laughs> let me give you a revised version of that call, Jordan. Yeah. Hi, I became a junior park ranger, and I'm sourcing wood for a hot dog catching some waves. <laughs> Boom. Done. Man, I'm making driftwood Santas. I thought that no, was very compelling. No, that is not summer boy shit. What do you not like about that? Think about it. Which says summer boy to you, Santa Claus or a hot dog catching a wave? 
<laughs> I think we can keep the spirit of giving in our hearts year round. Sorry, if you want to relegate the spirit of giving to two months a year. Yeah. Well, three no. months because those decorations keep coming out earlier. Thank you very earlier. much. 24 hours a year for me. Yeah. You know then I am done Chris- with the spirit of giving. You know who believes in Christmas in the summertime? Santa. Hallmark Channel. Oh, thank oh, you. Yeah. Thank you. Hallmark I think Mr. Channel. Brandon Routh would agree with me. <laughs> WWHCD is what you're saying. <laughs> And yes. I like I like the idea of that, you know, driftwood is, you know, it, it evokes the beach, it evokes summertime. And a driftwood sculpture is something you definitely would buy during the summer. But I like saying, fuck it, let's make a Santa out of this. Yeah. I think there's something, I, and I, I'm with you 100% on this guy needed to edit this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I haven't talked right about. Right drunk, edit sober. That's what someone <laughs> said. Let's go Hemingway. I haven't talked. I haven't talked about keeping it pithy lately. So in part, mm-hmm, it's on sure. me. This guy didn't realize he was supposed to keep it pithy, mm-hmm. and he delivered that punchless litany sure. of minor activities for <laughs> seven minutes before he even mentioned hot dogs yeah. catching waves. Yeah. By the time the junior park rangers came along, I had kind of lost the thread. Sure. I must admit. I got excited for a minute when I thought this was like a 13-year-old calling in that sounded super old. Yeah. Like it just had some heavy heavy fucking puberty shit drop on him. I've changed recently. (sighs) Uh, Yeah. I mean, I think this was the the fish jam of calls. (laughs) Some good stuff in there. Yeah. But a lot of noodling. Yeah. I think it uh, virtuosic, might... but do you really sure. like at the end of the day? Do you really want to hear any white dude sing "Boogie on Reggae Woman"? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the question. By the way, "Boogie I mean... on Reggae Woman" is a sweet summer boy jam. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Maybe let's take a not oh. sung by Trey Anastasia, yeah, or whoever probably. sings in Fish. Yeah, probably not probably him. Not. Yeah, let's go ahead with original recording. Original recording. Fine. Stevie Wonder does a good job singing that song <laughs> that he wrote. <laughs> Go ahead about your next. Hey, Jordan, just you go. Uh, this is Kent. Uh, on Sunday, I went to a lake where uh, uh, you could rent jet skis, and uh, the guy who I rented the jet ski from admonished me that no kids under six were allowed in the jet skis. And uh, I said, yeah, that's cool. And then I jet skied around the lake a little bit, and then I said, fuck it. And I took my two-year-old son out on the jet ski, and he had an awesome time. He was wearing a swim diaper, and we were riding <laughs> on the jet ski in total, total disobedience of the rule. You know why? Because we're summer boys. All right, take care. I like this. I like I like child endangerment. As <laughs> yeah, an we're really ramping it up. Just drop that two-year-old in that propeller. Yeah, I like the fact that the focus was on the swim diaper. Like, it's okay, because he was in a swim diaper. So we know sure. he wasn't taking on water. I was going to say, I wanted to hear he was in a life jacket or something. Yeah, that would have been nice. But a, the swim, a carbon steel cage? Yeah, but the swim diaper To protect diaper him was, from... Swim diaper was good to know. I'm worried. I'm worried now. This call worried me <laughs> that maybe this shit's getting away from me. <laughs> Yeah, well, Jordan, you're the one who demanded that people take this to the max. Yeah, people I guess so. People were calling in. Here's, I'll give you some context for this, Linda. A, a couple of weeks some. ago. <laughs> because right now this is nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, somebody called in with some great summer boy activities that involved just an extended lazy weekend that had a lot of grilling and lake going in it. Yeah. Uh, and I said, that's great. You know, that's the kind of like. 
like part of being a summer boy is a kind of sustained chillness right over the leisure periods of one's day especially weekends like if you can really go from five o'clock friday to 9 a.m on monday in full summer boy mode mm-hmm. grilling the whole time and whatever Obviously. Uh, then that is a that's premium summer boy shit. Jordan said he was bored by it and he wanted to hear people endanger their children. <laughs> right, right. I didn't say specifically endangering children, but I just think as far as the calls went, we wanted to, you know, we needed people to mix it up. Yeah, I mean, I'm you know, right now I'm really uh really into this podcast on Charles Manson's Hollywood. Sure. And I feel like we are inadvertently creating some sort of Manson family here as, you know, it's going to start out all just, you know, good vibes and, you know, listening for secret messages and Beatles albums. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, we're murdering. People oh. have, people of television call this creating stakes. Yeah. And, uh, and normally it means a lot of blood. Yeah. Normally it means a lot of murder. Started out people grilling stakes. Right. Mm-hmm. Now we're creating stakes. Yeah. Is there a yeah. ticking clock? Oh, there's got to be. And we got to save the cat, too, while we're at it. <laughs> okay, we gotta got it. We got to save the cat. Got it. We got one more call, right? About your next. Let's hear it. Hey, Jordan and Jesse and guest. Um, I have a momentous occasion. I just saw a man with a gigantic walking stick. We're talking at its widest, maybe the diameter of a tennis ball or a baseball, which wouldn't be that strange, except he was riding a bicycle. And in order to carry the walking stick... He was balancing it on the top of his head, like he had found its center of gravity and had placed that point right on the top of his head, and it was staying there as he rode across Lincoln Boulevard, totally calm, like like it was nothing. I respect this man. All right, love the show. Bye. Oh, we love you too, sir. Were those all the same guy? No. <laughs> yeah. It's only one guy who listens to the show, but he has a pretty pretty wide variety of experiences, so that's nice. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. It is fun. He was balancing a stick on his head. The older this guy is, the better this gets. Oh, I was absolutely. Assuming, I was imagining an older man. Yeah, I absolutely imagine. You know who I was imagining? Sam I was imagining. No, I was imagining the late Bob DeBolt, the guy who had the show oh, on sure. KZSE that came on after us who lived in the woods. Yeah, if this is a local eccentric. Yeah. That's cool. He should be living on social security under a tarp in the woods. Ideally. See, in in Oberlin, in town, because that's where I went to college, and in, in town, you wouldn't even blink at that. You would, that the, would just be like another, that would just be like, oh, that Who are the Oberlin guy. local yokels? <laughs> that would be, but you would, that would just be such, like, expected local color. I yeah. think, in town. The first thing I thought was, like, you would this see, is downtown Oberlin. You would see Oberlin. Jad Abumrad doing that. I I I didn't cross paths with any of like the Oberlin podcast people who are now so prominent. You know, are there more besides Jad Abumrad? There's a ton. There is a ton of uh, Oberlin alums. Jordan, have you big, ever thought about how big su- podcast as it were? Have you ever thought about <laughs> yes, how yes. successful we would be if we went to a like a like a better than a B minus university. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what Where if we would have. We know all these people. We yeah. I mean, we went to a B minus yeah. university. We didn't go to a C minus university. Sure. But we don't have meetings. Do you know what I mean? Like there's no meetings of the Overland podcasting. That's not people. how privilege works. Well, some of the but, but I'm just Linda. saying, like I'm just saying, I don't think the You I, know what? Check your privilege <laughs> Yeah. You Fair. probably learned how to you probably learned how to play the recorder in Shakespeare class. Uh, I did not take either Shakespeare class or You know what? Recorder. We had a great Shakespeare class. We had Casey Muhammad. Yeah, sure. No, I'm glad that 
<laughs> no one at our college was good. <laughs> it'd be confidence. <laughs> yeah. If I would have grown, we would have been been with around people who were talented. People were good at, at marine biology and physics. Sure, those were areas in which people were good. <laughs> yeah, but no, it was. I think if if yeah, if like we were going to UCLA or something, and we would have tried to form an improv group, we would have been outclassed. Oh yeah, because fucking Baron Davis would have been in our improv group. <laughs> Basketball superstar Baron Davis. Sure. Maybe this is where the imposter syndrome comes from. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But yeah. No. I think. I think that. <laughs> yeah. I think I. I'm like. Oh yeah. I can do this. How about this, Jordan? Hmm. Let's start an improv group with Baron Davis right now. No, I like. I it. have his email address. <laughs> well, see if he. Let's see when this. he can rehearse. Yeah. I'll, I'd have to shave my beard. Yeah. He probably has only one beard rule. <laughs> now I get that. If you have a momentous occasion for us, or if you're taking Summer Boy to the next level, 206-984-4FUN. 206-984-4FUN is our number. And, Baron, if you're listening right now and you want to start an improv group, drop us a line. That seems like Short form. Yeah. So we're talking, we're going to get suggestions from audiences' favorite movie quotes. We're working them into the scene. Yeah. We're going to have a basket of hats. Yeah. Oh, basket of hats. That's my, I love that one. Yeah. Colin I Mockery. <laughs> yeah. Love basket of hats. Love uh, big, big phone props. This isn't going to be some, you know, hoity-toity, artistic, long-form yeah. long scene. This is going to be some good old person in the back sticks arms through a round body yes. of person and in makes the front. a pie. Yes, <laughs> and makes a pie. We'll all be wearing matching baseball shirts. <laughs> It'll be great. I am so on board with this, Jordan. I can't even tell you. Short form, classic OG improv. Yep, absolutely. We'll be back in just a second. On Jordan Jessica. Hey, you like t-shirts, right? How about a mug? Are your walls looking a little bare? Visit MaxFunStore.com and cover all of these bases and more. We just added some amazing new shirts and posters. So visit today and outfit your home and torso with the freshest MaxFun merch. MaxFunStore.com It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. For more, Sport Detective. Linda Holmes, Quaker Avenger. Listen. America, if you're not already listening to Linda's show, Pop Culture Happy Hour, come on, give me a break. Number one, you should be listening to Pop Rocket. <laughs> Number two, Pop I, Culture Happy Hour. I like Pop Rocket. We okay. have an alliance of the families brewing, right? That's right. Yeah, absolutely. To take down the Slate Culture Gab Fest. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, to finally take down the Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 have, I, try to, I try to build many alliances in podcasting. In case I one day have more power or get fired. Mm-hmm. That's my plan. He'll never kill Metcalf. He's unkillable. <laughs> my plan is to consolidate uh, power in case I mm-hmm. ever get it or need it. Mm-hmm. That's my plan. Linda, are you going on a Pop Rocket while you're in town? We I believe in? I believe I am. Yes, yes, I believe I am. I think we're going to talk about romantic comedies. Oh, rom-coms, I call them. Rom-coms. Mm-hmm. Which have you I, heard yeah. about Meet Cute? Uh, yes, Jesse. I've heard about Meet Cute. And, uh, I'll explain uh, it to Jordan. Meet yeah. Cute mm-hmm. uh, is a trope in romantic comedies. It's where the two main characters mm-hmm. are at a butcher shop and mm-hmm. they're discussing the Meats. different yeah. – yeah. 
and they disagree originally right. about mm-hmm. the kind of one meat wants, that they grew to. One wants shanks. Sure. Yeah. You know, one wants chops. Mm-hmm. And then they realize that together, yeah, yeah. they make a, a meal. That's a meat cute. Yeah. That's you a cute meat cute. Meat cute. Uh-huh. That sounds bad. It's true, but yes, I think I, I think I am doing that. Yeah. Mm. Uh-huh. You know what I watched and I liked? Hmm. This is going to be the end of this whole conversation. First couple episodes of the new season of Playing House had a meat cute in it. Oh, I love that shit. Fucking love Playing House. It's like the least substantial television program I've ever enjoyed. Is <laughs> there's no content in Playing House almost at all? Just pleasantness. <laughs> Just yeah. enjoyable. Yeah, Linda and I were talking about the benefit or the 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 place of the pleasant TV show in That's the right. television landscape on the way over. Yes, I was telling Jordan that uh, a couple of the things that they've presented at TCA that I've liked have really been like pleasant, enjoyable broadcast comedies. They uh, they presented to us from Fox both a Rob Lowe pilot uh-huh. and a John Stamos pilot, and you uh-huh. know what? They were both really fun. <laughs> Two of America's Ooh. leading they pleasants. Were, they were both really fun. The handsome men of decades past. <laughs> I I I embrace uh, I embrace their their you know their handsomeness and. I'm and so grateful that those guys are getting a shot in network television. Well, thank goodness, right? Thank goodness, yeah. finally, a handsome uh, man who has already been famous <laughs> has a chance. To make Stamos it, just hawking yogurt the whole time? To make it big. Well, the best part of that press conference was uh, somebody asked Rob Lowe while he was up on stage uh, whether he and Stamos knew each other. And at that moment, from the very back of the ballroom, you heard John Stamos yell, uh, tell the truth, Rob, we've been dating for years. <laughs> because, oh, that's uh, fun, John it was Stamos. On the spot. It was fun. It was Stamos on the spot. It made the critics laugh. And, you know, we're, we can be stiffs. That's fun, John yeah. Stamos. Yeah. Rob you could Lowe. not applaud that remark, though. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Only laugh. Only laugh with your arms crossed. That's right. <laughs> laugh with your arms crossed, which is what I do all day. Two ha's. Ha ha. That's right. And nothing. <laughs> that's funny. That's <laughs> We do. <laughs> I appreciated that. I say that's funny. Join us. Humor in... was displayed. Mm-hmm. Join us in conversation on Reddit, maximumfun.reddit.com, mm-hmm. on Twitter, hashtag JJGo, uh, on Facebook with the Max Fun Facebook group and the Jordan Jesse Go Facebook page. Um, we're both on Twitter at Jesse Thorne, at Jordan underscore Morris. Linda's on as at NPR Monkey C. That's correct. Uh, you can check out Linda's column on NPR.org, uh, which is really delightful. If you're if you're looking for a place, uh, uh, we we call we call blogs columns now, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much, it's right? Just, it's all just writing. Yeah, it's all just writing. Um, but if you're wondering, like, what you you know what she's liking, what she's checking out, what she's seeing, what isn't embargoed? Yeah, that's uh, right. That's right. You can uh, check out her her writing on NPR.org. It's delightful, and really, do you really should check out uh, NPR Pop Culture Happy Hour, which is great. Uh, it's a a lot of fun. Uh, I, I'm the least funny person on it, so Stephen if you and don't, and you're very funny, funny on it. You are very. Don't despair. Everyone on that show is yeah. better than me. It's like the playing house of. Pop culture conversations. Yeah. It's just a, a, an effervescent pleasure. Oh, wonderful. Thank you, Jesse. You're welcome. Uh, Ibarri and X Perello on the boards this week. Brian Fernandez, our producer in, uh, in jolly old England. Ibarri and X's first show on the board solo yeah. of his Max Fun career. 
And I was there. And you were there one day. You know, Abarionex has a, a podcast that people can check out. It's oh, yeah? called The Candid Frame. Uh-huh. Uh, he interviews, he's a professional photographer when he's not uh, working for Peanuts here at MaximumFun.org. Okay. And uh, he interviews great photographers and, and uh, photographers with great stories. Uh, on his show. His show is like the Charlie Rose of uh, photography. That sounds awesome. The Candid Frame. I shall check it out. The Candid Frame with Ibarian X Pirello. I'll tell you if you just Google Ibarian X, that'll work too. <laughs> sure. Um, we'll be back next week on Jordan Jessica. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.